Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the Gamer Guild podcast, your first of the year. Where we break down all, where we usually break down all the video games, news, and stories for you for your listening and viewing pleasure, right here on youtube.com slash TV and up there in the digital cloud of your podcast service of choice. But that's not what we're doing today, Chris. Because obviously I'm joined by Mr. Chris. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, indeed. The reason we're not doing that is because we're actually recording this all the way back in the before times in 2023. Because we're taking a break over Christmas, but we still want to get the content out for you. And this will be our Game of the Year episode, so we can't do the week's news because it hasn't happened yet. So this week, we're going to be going through our PlayStation, Xbox, and potentially even our Nintendo Switch wraps, although I think that section might be quite short. Indeed. We'll be discussing the highs and lows of, of 2023 in gaming, answering the question, is it the best game year in gaming history? Before we get into the big news and goes, what is our game of the year for the channel, including the, our community vote? All that and much, much more. Um, we do have other shows, such as our live streams, which I think the last one that we guaranteed to have done will have been Lego Fortnite Live and Sea of Thieves pre-recorded. It's usually easy, this section, this, like the intro section, because like, oh yeah, what did we play like two days ago? Um, don't know. We don't know, yeah. What do we play over but, Christmas? Uh, many, many, We may games. have played some stuff over Christmas. This is past Richie talking future Richie and Chris may have played stuff. I don't know. This is why you need to subscribe to the channel and hit that bell icon so you're kept in the loop. So even when we don't know content's coming, that you do. Ah, there you go. Pulled it around. We also have a merch store um, and a Discord server. Everything's in the link in the description below. I I would ask you what you've been playing, Chris, but we've literally just recorded episode 19 immediately before going into that. So if you want to know what we've been playing... Go back and watch episode nineteen because it's I mean, literally the same answer. Is, my guess is with a few, yeah, with a few, well, two weeks off, I would have probably. Uh, yeah, what ate loads are you of planning food, to play? Drank lots. and you can so grade I, us. So I said in the in yeah. the scoring thing, I, I bought Avatar, I've bought Cyberpunk Ultimate yeah. Edition because they're both in some great sale prices. Um, I finished. Obviously, Alan Wake 2 now. I'm just doing some DLC mop-up. I did uh, Final Fantasy DLC, done and finished all the trophies collected. Um, going back to Control DLC, I'll probably dabble a little bit in FIFA, but I'm very much in this window where I think I got Avatar because I'm ready to just do something new and fresh. Yeah. And then, yeah, but then we've got The Last of Us Part 2 remastered in like two weeks as well, so who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, one of those things, no doubt. Yeah, for me, if I had to guess... I've probably been out Lego Fortnite and went back to Final Fantasy 16. I'm hoping to have the Platinum. Again, this is why you need to be in the Discord server because I'll probably let you know in the Discord server if I have the Platinum. And if I haven't, drop us a message in, in the Discord server and go, Richie, have you got the Platinum yet? And tell him he's yeah. a loser if he doesn't. Yeah. Your fault. <laughs> it's probably your fault. I was probably hungover. <laughs> you had all of last year to get that Platinum trophy that, and you failed. I was about to say, that's not true, but I did have... When did it come out? Was it, like, July? Uh, some, at some point, like, late spring, early summer. I yeah. definitely put it off because I was playing Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so, yeah. That's what we might have been playing. I don't think we do the news jing- jingle this episode, Chris, because we don't have any news. But the news the... is usually brought to you by our Guild Heroes, which you can join for as little as 99p. Link is in the description below over on the YouTube channel. 
The news. So how do you want to do this, Chris? I think we'll start the show off with our PlayStation, Xbox and Switch wraps for the year. But we haven't actually talked about how we're going to do this as a show, so... I just dig it. Just get into it. Just get I into it. I, I, don't, I don't want to go too much into the weeds because, again, it's right. our personal wraps and our audience know what we've been playing anyway. I do want to start off with, on the PlayStation wrap-up, how odd mine is because it says in 2023, I played 23 games, and it says, whoa, you sure spice things up with heaps of variety and it all started with a quest your first game on the 1st of January 2023 according to my Playstation wrap up is The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered (laughs) which as everyone knows does not launch until later this month so I have key artwork with Ellie and Abby from the, the, the new artwork of the remastered game that comes out on the 19th I'm guessing something in the Sony algorithm has got confused with I, me playing what part one. If I had a guess behind the scenes that are dating the original versions of the games to mm-hmm. the newer versions, and because of that, it's pulled through the replaced artwork. Yeah. But it does say part two remastered, so... Yeah, but if they've updated behind the scenes a lot of the tags and stuff... That, but that... I played part one, though. I didn't play part two. Oh, okay. Like they're not they're not the same game. That's what I'm saying. I haven't touched part two since I finished it on PS4 back in the day. Yeah, that's a good point. Um So like this is like weird. I looked at it and I was like, huh? I, I played if you remember I played part one for Clickercast, which was back in back in the beginning of the year. That's true, yeah. But that was part one. So for some reason it's tied my account to a game that's I mean, I'd love to have early access and be playing this right now. But I'm not. So yeah, odd start to my wrap up. <laughs> what about you? Um, first game I played in 2023 on PlayStation was God of War Ragnarok on January the fifth. So I think so, I was just finishing up Ragnarok at that point. November through mop up platinum. Yeah, with probably some breaking time with over Christmas and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, moving on to big hit is my top five games for 2023 with hours spent. I think hours spent, we're not going to look too much into that because it's definitely false. It's, it's, it must tally up wrong. Final Fantasy 16, number one. I can't 114 f- hours, apparently. I can't see the final. Um, second was Hogwarts Legacy. It's just on the second page of the wrap-up. Hogwarts Legacy, 88 hours. Alan Wake, uh, Jedi Survivor, 60 hours. Alan Wake 2, 44 hours. And then Alan Wake Remastered, 39 hours. So Alan Wake sweeping in at the end of the year with slots four and five for me. My, you found your big hitters? Yes, my top five in... Ascending Order, is Marvel Spider-Man 2, which, yeah, it's a bit of a shorter game. 36 hours. I'm inclined to believe that, that one. Yeah, I think mine was about that, that about similar. Yeah. Sea of Stars, 72 hours. I'm not inclined to believe that. I think that's probably closer to 50. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is currently at 58. I'm guessing it's much higher now. Hogwarts well, Legacy. Mine was 114, apparently, so yeah. you've got a bit of a good way to go. Hogwarts Legacy, 112. What Did did Hogwarts Legacy make Eight, a fear? 88. 88. 88, number two. I think that's a little skewed, but probably right ballpark. And Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, 126 hours. And do you know what the worst thing about it is? Didn't get the platinum. Still haven't finished it. Didn't get oh. it. I went on holiday, and I had I think I've got like two or three trophies, and one of them was just a boss rush, and I just couldn't get it done before my holiday. Then I was mm. gone for like two weeks and just never went back to it. Yeah. It's still installed. It's on my list of things I do want to get back to. So I yeah. before 
part two comes out before Rebirth, I want that platinum. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, moving on to my year in play. Starts off in January with Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, apparently. <laughs> apparently. It's not. It's, I've earned trophies, I've logged hours, apparently, but it's not. It's, I've got Last of Us Remastered. Just yeah. Last of Us yeah, Remastered. Well, Again. We've been doing clicker, clicker casts, yeah. so you were playing it, I was playing it. Eight sessions. Um, full playthrough up on the channel. Shout out if you want some good quality content to watch over Christmas. I never finished back on. What, my playthrough? No, I didn't. Well, I didn't <laughs> I was, play, I was finish my say, playthrough because I did like, start it, but then just, I think I was playing other stuff. Now, as much as it wants me to think I played this game, my intention is to play Part 2 Remastered yeah. for the next season of the clicker cast, but I don't know whether I should do, do it the beginning of next year or maybe wait till we're a bit closer to the time. That seems a bit more probably befitting. It might be good on the run-up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, either way, January, that was Last of Us. Uh, yeah. Hogwarts Legacy, February, also March. Same. Uh, also April. Um, April? Also, daughter, daughter was born, so my time playing was probably spread out a lot more. April, for me, no game data. I didn't play wow. anything on PlayStation in April. And I know what why. What launched... What launched on... Oh, it was Zelda, wasn't it? Was it was Zelda. On... Legend of Zelda, launched. Tears of the Kingdom. Came... Wow, you didn't... didn't I most played... I'm switching over my Switch one now. Most played was May. I played 90 hours of May. So it would have been April. I jumped into Tears of the Kingdom, going into May, mm-hmm. before coming back to PlayStation in May, when I started Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right, and that's why my May and June... Uh, Jedi Star Wars Survivor, and that's why you haven't touched Jedi Survivor yet. May, June, July, August, all Final Fantasy VII. That's fair. Again, I wasn't playing it solely. I was playing other stuff as well, because I was bouncing between that and and, and Zelda. Yeah. Uh, my July and August are both Final Fantasy sixteen. Got that sweet platinum. I do want to say, by the way, looking at my list so far, every game that I've committed to every month got the platinum trophy in. So I'm quite content with that so far. There's not one game until I get to September and FIFA ruins my run. Doesn't count. Or EA Sports FC. It doesn't count, yeah. It's not a game you really want to go platinum. But then that was September. Uh, October for me, Spider-Man 2. 36 hours to get the platinum for that for me. September for me and October, actually, we'll see if stars. A bit of crossover between months there. And oh God, what else was I playing? Because there was something else. I finished the remake, then I came back. Starfield. Into Starfield, yeah, that would have been Starfield, um, and still probably a bit of Zelda because I was playing that on and off. Never actually rolled credits on Zelda. Mm. That this is when I finished Starfield, and then I went totally on my Alan Wake binge. November was Alan Wake remastered, thirty-eight hours, and then December was Alan Wake two. 44 hours. My winter yeah. has just been Alan Wake consumed. Yeah, my um, Xbox highlight top gameplay month is September, so I'll see a stars stroke Starfield for September. And then see a stars into October, and November, December is Final Fantasy. And that's nice. my... Yeah. However, if you look at my Xbox one, it's massively skewed, because my dad plays Flight Sim. Uh, yeah, we'll my get dad the Xbox one. has launched 123 hours in Flight Sim. <laughs> impressive that's impressive uh what was your total hours for your playstation wrap-up oh god how much Um, how many hours of playstation have you played this year i don't know it's a lot it's been my primary console this year and it's taken up 439 
Ooh, we're not far off each other. This year, you played 499 hours. Yeah. So, I'm, I, I mean, by the end of the year, I'll have just ticked over the 500-hour mark. I, I spent 98.18% of game time playing 10 games. So, yeah, it was quite focused. Decent margins. And my my favourite control is the black one. Mine's the it's white the black, one. Yeah, it's interesting how it colour-coordinates it, though. Um, I will say as well, I, I follow some platinum trophy hunting pages, and my word, some people out there play so many video games. Like, I'm kind of envious, but also not at the same time. No, like, I, I was I'm looking not. at some that were posting, like, nearly upwards of, like, 1,800, 2,000 hours, and I'm like, when you break that down per day of the year, that is literally a third of your entire living year, taking out the amount of time you would sleep, just straight up full 24-hour days. So sleep, work, and play, that's it. it over 130-odd days of the year spent that. It's like, phew, that is... If, a, if you break it up into hours a day, it's actually like eight hours sleep, eight hours work, eight hours gaming. So if you took the eight hours sleep you'd probably have and work, you're probably looking at, what, two-thirds of your year? Yeah. Just sat playing. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like equal parts of them three things. There's that not, is a there's, very... I love gaming. I love playing. I love trying different games. I love talking to you about games. I'm glad I have other hobbies and interests outside of gaming, though, as well. Yeah. And actually, that actually often actually skews my um, my playtime a lot because it's too easy for me to grab a guitar off a wall or turn around and play a bit of piano when I have a game running. And that happens mm. basically every single game session. Yeah, true. Yeah. How many trophies you earn this year? 217. Ooh. I'm guessing you're higher, but... 417 Just a bit, yeah. eight platinums. I'm on, three, I'm on three platinums. Nine gold, 50 silver, and 155 bronze. How many hours did you put in online with your squad? Um, is that the next page? Yeah. Um, my social style is the friend maker... With your magnetic oh. personality, you've made one new friend this year. <laughs> I'm a squad hero. I put in four hours with my squad this year. I don't We're know. It, on, it hasn't given me a time. Gamers. We're not online gamers. Shall we talk all. PlayStation stars very, very briefly? Um, no. What a year. Yeah, what a year. <laughs> That's a PlayStation wrap. Um, I guess moving on to Xbox to keep things ticking over. My Xbox stats are similar to Richie's, very skewed because I lent my Series S to my brother because I was playing a lot of stuff on PC and cloud. Um, my 2023 highlights, apparently my Xbox account used 251 hours. I think a lot of that is my brother, if I'm honest. Played games like Rise, Son of Rome, full playthrough up on the channel. GoldenEye, great game. High on Life. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, did finish Hi-Fi Rush. That was That's in my Game of the Air discussion. Um, but for my brother's sake, Star Wars Battlefront 2, 43 hours. He went back and played 43 hours of an old, old, amazing Star Wars game. Personally, I logged 40 hours in Starfield. Yeah. And then just moved on from that one. And uh, that's pretty much my uh, top. Again, with a, with a similar caveat to you, my dad shares my um, account. Mainly he plays Flight Simulator. But mm. I have 576 hours on Xbox. As I already said, a good 150 of them at my dad. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I've played 38 games this year. So um, I've bouncing around a lot more on Xbox than PlayStation. Yeah. Compared to, I think Game it was Pass. 10. But Game Pass. And I did yeah. play things like, I did play a bit of Skyrim in the air. Warlong Final mm. Dynasty, I've played that. Valheim on stream, Goldeneye. You, we played Halo. Technically, it was Goldeneye on stream for you, but I was playing at the same time. Yeah. Um, 
I have been playing Minecraft. a bit of Football Manager on and off. We've played some Forza, Ghostwire Tokyo. I did a live stream of that. Elden Ring. Good good mix. I beat the first boss. So it seems to be Xbox is my content creation platform. Oh, Age of Empires 2, Liza P. FIFA 23. Same. Starfield's, yeah, good, Starfield's good the biggest one. Um, by what is Starfield's 82 hours? I think that's high for me. I don't think I played 82 hours of Starfield. <coughs> I mean, mine's 40, so... I did get double. very into it for a short period of time. Mm. But with literally once I roll credits, I just I immediately jumped. Yeah, so it's, like, it's not detailed. I wish Xboxes was a bit more detailed. I feel like PlayStation yeah. does the best at kind of recapping your year. But I didn't like the layout of PlayStation, to be honest. It's a bit no, but I feel like Xbox, like, I can't even see the full list. It just scrolls through artwork for Xbox. But either way, like I said, slightly skewed. Yeah. And uh, my Nintendo Switch, I have practically abandoned this year. There has been nothing... Um, nothing of consequence at all for me. Uh, I kickstarted the year by playing Pokemon Scarlet, which was my Christmas game. Yeah, I played like that. they just fed fed into January, and then Total Games played four, and that'll be Pokemon Seven. Scarlet, Va- Vampire Survivors, um, I think Bioshock, and Sonic Mania. Mine's not too bad actually, to. but mine is skewed a little bit, and I'll explain that in a bit. Starting the game was. Um, Pokemon Violet again I think I was just dropping off at that point in January because I wasn't I just didn't fall in love with that game and I just very much bent out on it Total Games was 12 a total of 232 hours which I do actually believe because my most get played game of this year on Switch is take a guess Chris Zelda no Ocarina of Time no uh, all my my entire Ocarina of Time playthrough was actually up on the channel. So that I've done so far. Um, it wasn't Tears of the Kingdom either. It was Octopath Traveler wow. 2. Oh, of course. I forgot that came out this year. Yeah. Is it in your Game of the Year list conversation, or did we forget it came out? I forgot it came out. It, it, is, on the, it is on the list, but it's. I didn't finish it. Yeah. After 105 hours, I think I was just burnt out, and I didn't feel like the end was like... You know when you're playing, mm. it feels like you're playing the game for a long time? And you're ready to move on. And sometimes you go, oh, the end's close in sight. I felt like I had enough good 20, 30 hours in it, so I just kind of mm. let it go. I would like to go back and finish it, though, because I do love Octopath. Um, mm. Tears of Kingdom came in second, 88 hours. Again, yeah. didn't roll credits. <laughs> Similar thing. I kind of like got so bogged down in side content in that game that I just didn't end up finishing it. In third, it's Breath of the Wild. Apparently I logged 12 hours in it. Oh, you went back though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I was just playing around. Get, yeah, get a feel for it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, my Switch has been just neglected, I guess. But there's, there's not really been anything that's came that's been my like because Zelda isn't up my alley. Yeah, and the two D Mario's don't really do anything. Like Mario Wonder, I've I said before on the show, it's like I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it, but I can spend seventy pound on that or seventy pound on a triple A AAA third person action adventure game like that's more up my street. And in today's world, where our time's restrained, our finances are restrained, and we do spend a lot of time making content for the channel, yeah. me sat there playing a game that maybe our audience aren't that interested in, and we'll probably get copyright strikers and Nintendo on. It's not really worth our time. So, and you know what skewed my um, play time or my number of games played was Switch Online. And the reason I say it skewed it is because when I resubbed to Switch Online, I bounced through every single different iteration of Nintendo Switch Online, mm. and they all count as separate games. 
Not the individual yeah. games within it, but each block of games. So N64 is one, SNES is one, NES is one, Mega Drive is another. I also mm. played a little bit of Link's Awakening for like five hours, which is literally one. I remember when I saw it. Oh, yeah, I played that for one evening. Mm-hmm. I played a bit of Octopath yeah. 1, a li- less than an hour of Smash. So there's stuff there that just kind of skewed the numbers a bit to up to 12. But yeah, not bad yet for Switch. Not bad yet. Yeah, I need. Um... I think I just need a Switch 2 and better tech to kind of push my interest in what I'm playing on it. But yeah. um, I still love it. It's one of the things I just... I love it. I'm just... I love my Switch. I do. My interests clearly lie in the PlayStation and Xbox camp at this moment in time. Yeah. And PC. We don't have... Yeah. I don't have a PC roundup for you all. It was Battle for Middle-Earth 2, Rollercoaster Tycoon, and Age of Empires, <laughs> which, yeah. which was the same list I could have gave you back in uh, 1999. <laughs> Um, mine's not actually that different. It's I think mainly Age of Empires, and it was through Xbox anyway, so it counts on my Xbox wrap. There we go then. Yeah. There's our wraps for the year. Boom. Yeah. Should boom, we boom, now boom. get into our general review of the year? All the big things that have happened this year in gaming, like because yes. there's been some big stuff, and I've, we've got a Wikipedia thing up because there's no way I can remember all this. Shall we no start in gen- Should we go by month, month by month, and just pick out the big? events and discuss yeah, them if, if we want to discuss them i don't want to go too in depth here january 18th of january the world changed at least ours did because google's cloud gaming service <laughs> google stadia with all hardware and software purchases were refunded and the server ended and content you know creation what? as we knew it changed but we had a fantastic time playing worm game Rest with a peace. final stream with the community yeah almost a year to the day um we'd already actually moved on from stadia by that point but that was we went back for one more goal yeah i mean we've done another episode of the podcast since then we have we did like an extra bonus episode right in like june or something right yeah. if i recall um but yeah that was the the pivot point for our our channel definitely and uh, but it allowed us to flex and do way I'd say better content, more varied content than we ever yeah. had done before. Um, we launched Clickercast as well. It allowed us to move away from going. Well, that game's not coming this month. That one's not yeah. coming this month. Which is somehow like the last two years of Sound of Stadium was basically us going. Oh, that game looks interesting. I hope it comes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did the big Stadia disconnect final live stream, and hundreds of you showed up. Um, to play a worm game and Grid Legends and but Breakfast and a bunch of other stuff. I stand by the legacy of Google Stadia is kind of to push on what is going to be the next wave of cloud gaming platforms. Without Google, I think, stepping into that space, I think PlayStation Cloud Gaming as we know it would be dead because I felt like mm-hmm. before Stadia, the nails yeah, were in the yeah. coffin for PlayStation now. Microsoft pushed pushed on with their xCloud a lot GeForce now emerged I think them being out the gate and going hey Google, we're Google we're doing a cloud gaming thing and guess what you've already act- you've already played it and you didn't even realise with Project mm. Stream was I think that was the kind of impetus where the game industry went oh shit this works we better get on this Yeah. so it may have been short lived in their legacy of gaming but I think it's left it's going to be one of them important footnotes I think Will as a kind of <clears throat> we'll do obviously probably next week our twenty twenty four head but yeah Amazon Luna interesting year for Amazon Luna I think mm-hmm. we'll make some potential predictions on next week's show regarding 
the yeah. year ahead for that so, cloud-based platform. Yeah. Just a reminder, we do actually cover Amazon Luna News in this show. So if you, if, if you don't hear any Amazon Luna News, there's your answer. There ain't any, yeah. yeah. Um, but like you said, that closing down did allow us to branch out, and for yeah. us personally as well, we, we launched the ClickerCast as well. In, in the January. We did, and, we did. Um, to to great thing. I'm just looking back, actually. the best the content we've done, I think, ClickerCast. I really oh, enjoyed absolutely. it. Oh, uh, absolutely. Full, deep review breakdowns of every episode of HBO's The Last of Us. It's something a bit, it was something a bit different to their usual... Po- it was a podcast, but it was a bit different to what we usually do, because we did it live as well. We got you guys involved from the community, so we enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if you've looked back actually recently, but I'm looking at the first few episodes. They're, they're racking up the views actually. Well, like well in the few hundreds. So, yeah, I reckon. I'm which hoping. I didn't know it might I'm be evergreen. On the run up to season two, we'll get a boost. Hmm. As people start wanting like a refresher, I I still think we should do a, another episode of the Clicker Cast on the run up to kind of recap. a review, a recap of season one. Yeah, I think that's a that's a shoe in. Absolutely, we might Last probably do a full on full the rewatch. <laughs> Previously, but yeah, back to video games. Yeah, back to video games. February, Super Nintendo World opened the public in California. Awesome! And if you live in California, I'd love. I would have loved to been in California to go to that. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Anything interesting in March? Dropping. I. Oh, Nintendo closed the eShop for Nintendo 3DS and Wii U. So goodbye, 3DS and Wii U. Festadia then the Nintendo eShop for Wii U. <laughs> It was a rough start of the year, actually, when you think about it. As much as we're saying, like, I preface this and going, actually, tw- is 2023 the, one of the best years in gaming? The first the first mm. few months were quiet. That old year start off, though, don't yeah, well, yeah. Maybe, maybe not next year. We've got, like, Suicide Squad, Helldivers, uh, and a bunch of other things. Also, in March, we got the cancellation of E3 2023. And now That's... we know it's the, the full... Yeah. Like, the whole thing is gone. That was the cancellation of this year's event... Mm-hmm. As of last week, it the whole thing is done forever, yeah. dead. At least in its current format for for now. I don't think it's mm-hmm. f- might be fully dead forever. I think they'll be thinking of what trying to go. What can it be going forward? But I think in a few years, in five years' time, they're going to re relaunch it with the next major shift in gaming or something. Into April now. Um... Not much. In- Nothing much. No, there's a few acquisitions. Focus Entertainment acquired Dove Gales. Epic acquired Studio Aquarius. Sony acquired um, Firewalk. But nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Nothing, of nothing, note. nothing, yeah. In uh, June. Um, Noth- nothing of note. Embracers began their large scale restructuring, which is some. That's kind of. We've seen some of the recent effects of that recently, mm. with some studios getting closed, games getting cancelled. We had Summer Games Fest. But, yeah. July, Tencent acquired majority shares in Techland. Don't recall anything about that. I think August... Then it's just, just the rest of the year is just a bunch of layoffs and stuff, really. Yeah, it's this not, is not, like, look, it's not going through any of the major announcements of games or anything. Um, Charles Matinee um, quit being Mario in August... He didn't quit being Mario. Yeah, he did. He, he didn't. He stepped into a Mario ambassador role. Yes, yeah, so he's now he's no still, longer performing as Mario. He didn't quit, though. He didn't throw his t- his tools out the pram and say, like, I'm no longer doing it. I quit. You can quit in good terms. They semi-retired. Resign? Yeah. Le- like, he hasn't even resigned. Either way. Quit either is way. just not Quitting really. is just leaving your job. He is no longer Mario. Either way. Besides yeah. all the layoffs, yeah. very unfortunate. <clears throat> 
and we get to Insomniac's data breach, which is this yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> or last week. October. Last week, when you listen to this. Activism Blizzard King was formally approved. That was the big news oh, of the air, really. Yeah. That just hung over the air. Activism Blizzard King deal. And I was so happy because at the time, when we, at the time, we had the X, um, X Pass, our Xbox mm. dedicated podcast, which is one of the precursor shows to Gamer Guild. Which is actually so it was like Sounds of Stadia then effectively morphed into X Pass, which then effectively morphed into like kind of merge with talking the PS to become Gamer Guild podcast. Mm-hmm. That hung over the entire run of X Pass. That one one new story. Like, some say some say it killed X Pass. Some say Nah, I killed X Pass. Mm. I actually did. I think that was my suggestion, like that to merge the shows because we were talking about what we want, how we wanted to do with it. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shall we talk about some games in this video game podcast? Um, maybe. Yeah. We got some good hardware releases. I think I just noticed that on there as well. PSVR two launched in February. Oh yeah. And nobody speaks about it. Even when I was looking through a list of major events in the air, I missed PS. VR two, yeah. I think, well, mate, Sony missed PSVR two. If you if you look at anything from the marketing to their sales, I I'm critical of VR two because I just don't think the v, the games. I don't think the software is where it needs to be to make no. advantage of the hardware. The, the tech's amazing. I, the tech's amazing, but it's another like five hundred quid. You on top of an already expensive thing box to play mm-hmm. your games. It's it's a hard I, price to justify. I didn't even see any promotions yeah. over Black Friday for that. So it's like they're not even yeah. promoting it in a sale, but it's, I mean, what would you play? Like, what, like either way, I think there's good games. I think generally think there's good games out there. Um, there's not enough of them. Not enough to merit an extra four hundred and fifty five hundred quid, though. We do actually cover VR content, PlayStation VR content, when we see it, but it has to be interesting enough to actually bump to make the news round up. Because every week when we do this show, there's always stuff that doesn't make make the list. We're always having to cut things for time. And a lot of times VR2 stuff is is cut because it's just like, but when something like Asgard's Wrath came out, we covered mm-hmm. it because it was like, oh, this is actually interesting. This is a game that is actually interesting. VR2 just doesn't have that quality of title. Not at all. I think it could be a slow burn, though. I still stand by that. Like, in a, It has to be now. In five years, launch yeah, in five years' time, there could be a... He's a wealth of titles there. It's never going to do... It's never going to rock the boat like VR1 did. But yeah. Certainly not. Let's talk games, Chris. Let's talk games of the year. Yeah. So, in Game of the Year, I've just got a list of like some of the great games that we've had this year, from big developers, small developers, indie developers, exclusives, non-exclusives. Where do you want to start with this list? I think stick. I was going to say maybe chronologically, but then that doesn't really make sense. I think we should yeah, just go through. Yeah, my list is not chronological, so and just pick out what we see. Yeah, appropriate for. I guess the games. I mean, chronologically makes sense to a degree. Let's just pick pick a game. Talk about why it was awesome. That's this kind. I want of to talk segment. about yeah. Hogwarts Legacy because that game got shafted at the Game Awards and probably will do at the Dice Awards and everything else because of its association with the author of the Harry Potter novels. And unfortunately, 
the boycott failed because this game is on track to be the best-selling game of 2023, beating out, as it stands on the 21st of December, beating out Call of Duty, which if you've not looked at the, the history of this industry, it's usually a Call of Duty game or a Rockstar game. That's number one, and it has been for the last decade or more. Hogwarts Legacy, as much as the the industry, the walkism, whatever you want to call it, tried to boycott this game because of nothing to do with the people who made the game, it's actually just made them the, all look like a bunch of fools. The, re- the reality is most people don't spend their life on Twitter involved no, in controversies. Or, or they remember Harry Potter. They had a PlayStation like, or an Xbox and go, that game looks awesome. It's like, Yeah, and there it is. And it, it is awesome, Richie. That's the thing. I have the platinum in it. You I have do. the platinum trophy in it as well and i very surprisingly because i think we were both on the fence about getting this game and i was I very I much a put- i was not you were i was a straight up exactly because I, I i looked at the track track record of wb and went eh, maybe not i'll see how it goes games then fairly it was unknown you and developer. rob you and rob convinced me just by singing its praises you weren't trying to convince me you talking so so all much about it and like going i'm like this sounds like a game I should play because I do like Harry Potter. It's like this sounds mm-hmm. like a really good game, and I thank you for that. Yeah, and you can't take away from that that fandom of it. Like, regardless of like the game's not like the gameplay is not the the Just, most fun gameplay. The graphics aren't the best. I enjoy it, but you know what? I got to play in a fully realized world. Just exploring Harry Potter was awesome. Well, that's it. The fact that it was re- like I'm a sucker for like I know we say movie tying games were bad back in the day. But I am a sucker for take something that I love in a different medium like movies and let me explore that in my own time in a fully realized world. And Hogwarts Legacy did that to a T. The castle, the grounds, Hogsmeade. I felt like I was wandering through the movie set. And I've been to Universal Florida and walked those streets of Diagon Alley in real life. And playing it in a game, just as fun. I basically didn't use fast travel till I was in my platinum clean up in that game same same I think I, I didn't, didn't want either. to I, I just wanted to explore the castle I maybe, I maybe used it a bit when I was just like out in the the greater world but for the most time I just travelled like using on foot or using my broom the broom got you on quick enough mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like the Nimbus 3000 yeah, I didn't feel like an ups- a need to fast travel the only time I would fast travel is if, if I'm back in the castle and was literally the opposite side of the map where I needed yeah. to go I was like, and I'd explored the entire area between but yeah. when I was around the castle I didn't fast travel inside the castle once yeah the castle's so so well realised wasn't yeah, it so, so good. good and and it does make me wonder what they would do for a sequel because it's inevitably going to get one yeah, I'll tell you. Shout, shout out to Porky Games. Um, you've you've single handedly possibly saved Warner Brothers games for the next few years. Yeah, but we've since had an announcement with Warner Brothers doubling down games as a service, and I hope this doesn't get trapped in there because this was a standalone single player title that sold billions of copies. Mm. Everyone who played it give it a fair shot for the game it was and aside from the controversy seemingly liked it those people we play football with i didn't know play games at all talking about this game i think yeah, it, it broke through and i hope wb look at it and go just do the next one 
Well, this is this is it with WB, right? They have amazing license and franchise IP. Instead of doing Space Jam 2 and trying to get the, the people from Clockwork Orange into Space Jam for some stupid reason, how about you take these things and do it again? So here's this, Richie. We loved Hogwarts Legacy for the reasons we just described. Take your Lord of the Rings license and let me have a fully realized Middle Earth where I get to walk from the Shire to Mount Doom Location by location, in fully realised in Peter Jackson's trilogy, that might be too big. They could you? Um, I mean, you could split up in three games if you want, <laughs> with extended editions as well. <laughs> but like, can you imagine? Because like, that's what I loved about Hogwarts Legacy was it was just the movies incarnate. Yeah. They have the Lord of the Rings license. Do they like, still just have let it? me? Yeah, yeah, they've got a movie coming out next year, the War of Rohirrim animated movie. Oh yeah, so you've got this, you've got this IP, and do you know why? Like we don't in the shadow of Mordor, um, shadow of war. It's why it's only the Wonder two. Woman game. The only re- I think the only reason there's only two is because of controversy around loot boxes. They you Warner shot Brothers killed yourself themselves. in the foot. You should go. Oh no, one likes this game anymore. It's like no, we don't like the bullshit you put in it. Yeah, the Nemesis system yet to be. Beaten. Everyone, it was game of the year, wasn't it? The first one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, everyone loved the first one. You you shoved pointless microtransactions in the second one. Everyone. No, we don't want this in games, and it was kind of at the height of that controversy around microtransactions as well. Yeah. So you got caught in the in the fire. You did something like killed Battlefront. You killed just... Lord of the Rings. That's two franchises dead thanks to microtransactions. Yeah. <laughs> but game of the year. Yeah. I don't think it's my game of the year. Although no. I had a terrific early start to twenty twenty three with it. But and it came, was for it for that out, moment in time. If this came out when staff, if if you flip these in Starfield, I think it's in a bigger shout because of pro- how far yeah, away it longer it was. Recency bias, absolutely. Um, it's definitely up there for me. Let's actually talk but Starfield. Many, many since, since I've mentioned it, because I think this is also we agree not out game of the year. Yeah, it, upon reflection, for what Starfield was hyped as, as someone who'd said I'd never played. A Bethesda game, really. Fallout had my intrigue the most over Skyrim and stuff. And suddenly getting Game Pass and having access to all this, I thought, you know what, Starfield, I'm into my sci-fi. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I loved Mass Effect. You and Rob, big Bethesda fans, like this this could be the game. And put 40-odd hours into it, finished the campaign, reset. And upon, in, upon reflection, massively disappointed by Starfield this year. It didn't do anything near as what I expected to. The traverse, the travelling was clunky. The, I spent more times in menus and trying to get rid of shit for my inventory just so I could run. It just they're talking, it, and, and the story was very basic. There's news items up coming until out the reset at the moment mm. about them. Oh, we're going to finally put a maps in, in town map in place. Yeah, we're, we're going yeah. to finally put new methods of tra- travels. Like the game, it seems like the game wasn't finished. Yeah. And I guess again, I'm, I guess I'm not the target audience clearly. And Bethesda didn't win me over with this one, I, but I think it's just disappointment. I expected more. And when it when I finished the campaign, and it was like, oh, do you want to go back and do New Game Plus? Essentially, where it starts to really ramp up. I did not have the energy at all to start again from scratch. You and know what? I was I was out. Um, I was the same. The more I think about the New Game Plus, I've seen some awesome, crazy stuff happening online. I think it's a very interesting way of doing a New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. But I also hate it. I hate that this is a game where you have this. You have there's two main mechanics that I hate about it. One, you have the shipbuilding mechanic, and you have the base building mechanic. These, I think, are really cool items in this game 
that adds something. It's building your own colony on. I built a colony on the moon because I could. Yeah. Like that Earth's moon. Like that's where I so built my own colony. I built my own ship. Loved it. New game plus. I'm pausing for spoilers, so you can skip ahead if you want. Spoilers coming now. Lost everything. And it's like, well, yeah, you've changed a new story. I get it. It makes sense for the narrative. And how new New Game Plus (laughs) is like working at the narrative. Mm. All the stuff I I spent mining and building and crafting my ship and just went out. Someone just deleted your save file. That is how it felt. So it made everything I've done felt pointless. So I enjoyed my playthrough. And I think if I was to put go again and play play through again, which would probably happen because I still didn't really enjoy my time with it, mm-hmm. I will probably just go back into my save because it effectively would be feel like a new save. Yeah, but yeah, it just didn't same. have because of the way the new game plus is handled. I just lost that attachment, and you hear there was yeah. a lot of talk of going. This is going to be my forever save and stuff like that. It's like. Mm. I don't know. It just never worked quite well for me. I would have loved to just like take everything I had and then go, oh, the, what I've had has come with me, but the world's changed and there's different stuff. Yeah, let like, me choose a few things. But yeah. like my, my highlights were I got to be a space ranger, like Buzz Lightyear. Oh, and Corpo. Like, and, the, and the Mantis missions yeah. were super Mantis fun. Was and really like, good. Exp- exp- when I had that discovery, I was like, that's awesome. And again, the storyline was like, okay, but I think everything down to just like animations, like we've been spoiled with beautiful games this year. And sandwiched between Hogwarts Legacy, Jedi Survivor, and um, Final Fantasy 16, Starfield is so far below and par in terms of quality. It's, it's not even funny. <laughs> for a game that is like... One of the big selling points, we're going to let you out into the universe. You can explore this great open universe. Via menus. Via menus. But even when you landed on a planet, via menus, mm-hmm. you got out. <laughs> via menus. <laughs> Exploration was crap. I think it was just straight up crap because you land on a planet, it's got like three biomes. And you've got yeah. no map, so you don't know where you've been. It's just like... It was just a so Starfield's bit, not our game of the year, then? No, it's just like the exploration elements I found just very lacklustre. So like, the big things on the map was like, why do I need to go there? Why do I want 100% yeah. of this planet? I had all these kind of questions while I was playing. It's like, what is the purpose? Mm. Like, and I, I, again, I, we're talking negative on it here, but I did really enjoy the time I played with it. I, we're talking negative because I wanted it to be more. I wanted it they to be more, it and it more, should have been and... more. In the end of the day, it was what I worried it would be. It was a lot of procedurally generated planets that just had no character and it was Skyrim in space but Skyrim is an old game now it didn't yeah. advance the genre enough in my view not my Xbox game of the year no it might be my Xbox game of the year first party Xbox game of the year it might actually be you know let's talk about a good game Chris pick a good game one game that you want to rave because I want to get <laughs> we've been quite negative want to get that energy yeah. back up um, well I want to pivot then to the other Xbox game that I put a lot of hours into this year, and that was Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi because that Rush. stealth dropped, uh, if you remember, in January after the de- the developer direct, which I'm hoping we get another developer direct this month. 
Like a few weeks from now, we could be sat here looking at another stealth drop or a bigger insight into more Xbox titles. Hi-Fi Rush, Tango Gameworks, Ghostwire Tokyo Craze, they suddenly dropped this at the end of a conference, and it was like, oh shit, there's a new game out, it's free on Game Pass, go play it, and it is amazing. The characters, the art style, and the influence of music woven into the DNA of this game is led by music and rhythm and beats. And the, the, the storyline, the animated qualities and quirks of it, I absolutely adored this game. Played a lot of it on my Razer Kishi, my phone, so it was very much like a portable game in my head. I didn't play it on the big screen TV. Didn't take away from it. It felt like I was playing through a comic book with an epic soundtrack. And if you've not played Hi-Fi Rush yet, infinitely recommend that over Starfield for my Xbox game of the year. You know what uh, it reminds me of? It's kind of a bit of a pu- like a throwback to like a puzzle platform to the heyday of puzzle platformers with its kind of, with like a really cool like art style and comic book aesthetic. But then the really cool mechanics with having to fight to the beat of the music and how well music is created is just incredibly charming. Yeah, it, the, the, those characters, Chai and 808 and, and the, all the other the, the cast of characters you meet as you go through the game, there is a few more that are introduced. They, Chai especially, can be a mascot for Xbox. And we've said time and time again, it's maybe missing it. Master Chief doesn't really have that pull. Marcus Phoenix doesn't really. A car from Forza doesn't really have it. But Chai has that character, that dynamic, that quirkiness that you could put him on the on the bundle package of an Xbox Series X this Christmas and it should sell because it, it's it's cool, it's different, it's, quite, it's colourful and it's fun. And it's it's great for families, it's great for music lovers, it's great for action adventure players. Just yeah, I've got nothing I've got nothing but good things to say about this game and it thoroughly surprised me and it was a stealth drop for free out of nowhere, so yeah. win win on all fronts for Microsoft. I'm I'm so happy they've tried something different. Even though it might have been in the works before my Xbox um, acquired them, but still, shout out to Tango for pivoting away because it is something completely different it, from anything they've done before. It's a pa- it was a passion project and I think it might be a one and done, you know. No, this is getting a sequel. I don't 100%. know if it will because it was such because it was a passion project. I think it will only get a sequel if they've got a solid idea for a sequel. And they do if you finish the game. All right, then it's getting a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say this will get a sequel one hundred percent more than Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh yeah, that's not in the conversation though. That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, that was the two games they were working on at the same time. So yeah. By last year, I mean 2022 came out. Ghostwire Tokyo, wasn't it? On PlayStation? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. exclusive. I I know. I I played Ghostwire Tokyo in 2023, but it's not in the conversation. I played one stream of it. I don't think you touched it. Yeah. Uh, No. Uh, I want to keep small because it's a game that I've raved about. Um, I want to keep it positive. Sea of Stars. I love that game. It's so good. Four million sold? Yeah, past four million. And... It was kickstarted, Chris. Mm. It is the epitome of how you can't get more indie than that. Than literally getting fans of RPGs back in the day, things like Chrono Trigger and I think Golden Sun, I've never played, but was always brought up in the conversation and going, we're going to do a modern take on that kind of game with its own unique kind of aesthetic to it. The music was, the music, the soundtrack of that game is fantastic. Which helps mm. a lot in a game like that. And the, the com- art style as well. The art style was amazing. The combat was s- quite simple, 
But as you added new characters to your party, added le- layers and layers of depth, and you were constantly having to think about your party composition, swap party members in and in and out to get your combination attacks going. And the story was story was really good, but it was just I don't know. There's something just captivating. It was just one of them games. Like I said, Hi-Fi Rush was charming. This just had the charm overload. It's like I just want to keep playing mm. this game, and it didn't overstay yeah. its welcome either. Which I think RPGs sometimes can very much overstay the welcome. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of hours. Yeah. Absolutely. No, Sea of Stars is one of them where I've got so much. De- it's installed on my PS5. I've got so much desire to pick this up and play it with my portal because it looks like the perfect handheld yes, game to just jump into. That is where you should chip, play it. chip away over weeks and months and just enjoy it. It is turn based, so, but I think you should give it a go. Yeah, I am. T- well, Christmas period. Who knows? I might have finished it by this point. You might have done. It's not. It's not yeah. a huge game, but I mean, I think I spent like what was I said eighty hours or something in my wrap up mm. at the start of this episode. But yeah, I just I don't know. It's just a game. I think you should, if you like your old fashioned like two D RPGs, go play Sea Stars. It's on. It's on PlayStation. It was on PlayStation Plus, and it is on Game Pass. It's also buyable on Switch, so you have got no excuse. No, not at all. Shout out to Sea of Stars in the in the same universe as the Messenger as well, which is another great game. But I've downloaded really, yeah. the, I've downloaded the Messenger. You'll enjoy the Messenger. I haven't played it, but I've down I downloaded it because of Sea of Stars. It's like I want to I play want more to from this developer. I want to see what else they're doing. Mm. Enjoy. Where do you want to go? Where next? do we go next? Ooh, Ooh. Uh, I think we need to go big with something. Go big. Um, let's jump to again thinking chronologically. Uh, I think special shout-outs to games that we didn't maybe didn't finish, but I think I enjoyed along the way. Yes. Dead Space. Dead Space. We played yeah. Dead Space Remake as a first look on the channel. Dead Space is, I think, if it, if it was a, if we had more time in and around Halloween and we weren't as busy, you and me would thoroughly enjoy playing fully through Dead Space together, yes. like we did the Resident Evil games. I think we had enough jump scares and laughs, and like the game looked gorgeous, and the the the, the storytelling. So intriguing, very alien inspired, of course. But yeah, we had an absolute blast. I think playing it on stream, like we always do with the horror ones. Yeah, more so for I, you probably not being on the sticks. But well, I, I don't like horror games myself to play, but I enjoy experiencing with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should also mention this along the same vine. Um, I think Robert kills if we didn't Resident Evil yep. Four. Yeah, I think which, that might be Rob's game of the year. I think it's his favorite game of all time. Like, yeah, it kind of gets a pass. It'd be like if there was an Uncharted remaster and I'm playing it or something. But yeah, RE4 remake. I, I really, my intention is in 2024, unless we get like a massive drop of games that we don't yeah. know about in the new year, to get to work my way through the Resident Evil games. Because having played now multiple Resident Evil games and multiple horror games and Alan Wake 1 and 2, I feel like I'm conditioned now to like, yeah, I could deal with Resident Evil. No yeah. problem. No, just give me those zombies. Yeah. Um Lies yeah, of P. Other shout out. Lies yeah. P. Um, Wall on Fallen Dynasty. I'm clamping them together because we're that not Soulsborne guys. You and Rob did have a bit of fun with Wallong. I didn't so much. My daughter was born just after I finished that first boss finally. <laughs> like literally several hours, just mere hours after. So that was a big part, <laughs> Chris part of my life. Chris is just sat in the, in the delivery room holding her in while he finished the boss fight. And now you can be born. It literally finished it, I think, one in the morning, took a screenshot, put it on Twitter, and then my daughter was born at, like, 6 o'clock a.m. So it was literally, like, finished the boss fight, Guan, Guan Yu or whatever it was called, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's Shuang, uh, Zhu Ge Liang. I can't remember. Either way. Liza P, yeah. I think, again, it's a game that has such a cool aesthetic. It's quite dark and dingy, but it's steampunk Pinocchio Dark Souls style game. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking cool. Like, yeah. This is a game, I think, if they had a difficulty slider that I could pick my own difficulty. Both of them. Pick my own difficulty, Sony. Pick my own difficulty. You don't do it for me. I pick it. See last week's episode mm-hmm. from reviews on that. Um, I think I could have played for that entire game. Yeah. I think I would have finished both of them. Like, Warlong, I would have finished if I could get past the first then second boss fight with, with fairly okay ease. I think I Warlong the story. needed another hour before I get the first boss, personally, to get comfortable with the control I think that first fight was too hard for too, too early in the game absolutely it's almost like it's almost just a skill test to kind of go exhausting if you're into this style of game you will get past this boss and then you can have experience the rest of the game if not bow out now so in some ways it might be by design to go if, you, if you're not willing to put the grind in here you're not yeah. it's not for you yeah, but yeah that's why those type of games are not for us yeah and not for us indeed surprise game that was for me Lego Fortnite you're doing a special shout out Lego Fortnite I am it's really good <laughs> it, 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 it should it, be terrible hindsight yeah. you'll be like I've built this massive castle within Lego Fortnite come and have a look at it in the new year and I'm going like my word Richie what have you done I, in this game and you're like I've harvested hundreds of hours worth of bricks and uh, wood and everything I'll be burnt out in a week it's oh, that gosh. sort of game it's just hit at the right time on the run up to on the run up to Christmas, when I'm a bit tired and just looking. You know, when you just look at the calendar, to get make it Friday, make it Friday. It's just like kind of that semi brain dead game. It's got mm-hmm. it looks beautiful, like and it's Lego, so it's got a bit of charm to it. And it's like everything's made out of Lego. It's like you've got Lego chickens running around. Chris, you've got Lego wolves. You can build a castle out of Lego. It's like just I, I'm just having it. I'm just having some kind of brain dead light mm-hmm. fun with it so and it's free unlike real lego which yeah. will cost you a fortune i still won't buy any skins for it mm. right let's let's pivot to some triple yeah. a quality then richie uh final fantasy 16 yes never played a final fantasy game in my life and now i'm sat here quite comfortably saying final fantasy 16 is one of my favorite games of all time damn that's I, I knew you it. really I, liked it, but I all did time. really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I, again, I went back and just recently played the Echoes of the Fallen DLC. So, like, it, it was enough for me to go, like, oh, you know, and you know what? Jumping back into Clive's boots after like three, four months attached, being like, ah, oh, man, this was fun. Looked gorgeous. Loved the world. Loved the characters. The combat isn't that far away from a standard action RPG. So, I mm. think that's why you could probably jump in fairly quickly. You just kind of need to remember. Oh, what are my skills? What icons am I using? That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It took me like a whole ten minutes to be like, oh, okay, there's yeah. your spec, there's your powers, there's your block and whatnot. And but yeah, I haven't right. at the time of recording. I haven't finished it. At the time of publishing, I probably have finished it. But some of the scenes in that game, some of the cutscenes, like, whew, it's music, so good. The musical scores for me were like really elevated the. Yeah emphasis on like i am playing a fucking epic 
fight scene right now or boss fight or whatever you want to class, class it as. Some, it's just like, There's Whoa. some scenes where I've gone, oh, this is fairly epic, and then steps up, and then steps up, and steps up. When are you going to stop stepping up the epicness? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it cranks up a couple of notches drastically. And I, there's a few times I was sat there just being like, what am I playing? Like, what is this moment I'm in right now? And, and yeah, you just got to sit back Some of the emotional, you go from these massive epic fights between like the icons and pulls you straight back down to the ground level and to some like emotionally deep cutscenes is like it's so it's traumatic at times yeah really good character design yeah. as well on like brilliant the, 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 acting. Cre- the creatures in the world oh yeah um, Ben Starr for me definitely should have got the voice actor of the year well, again not played Baldur's Gate under so disrespect to the guy who won at the Game Awards but I think Ben Starr just nails every element of emotion for, for Clive and yeah I think he's, he's my up and coming kind of new favourite go to voice actor because I've watched he does a lot of stuff on YouTube and I've seen yeah. him do stuff he's, he's hung out and played games with the, the two girls from Plague Tale Requiem as well and stuff, so he's got a good like streamer head on him almost. I just hope he doesn't get overused like Troy Baker, Nolan North because it. Well, he doesn't really. Uh, yeah, I mean, depends on how many voices he can do. Really, he might not. Let's so, I promise. Let's so Troy Baker because he can change his voice quite a lot. But Nolan North, I think, got a bit overused at times. Yeah, yeah, but so Final good. Fantasy it's like 16. if you like game, if you like Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire, if you prefer, and you like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, play this game. Yeah, it plays only Final Fantasy like like me. Play this game. Yeah, (laughs) if you're looking for a gorgeous action adventure game with an amazing story and rich deep world, this is for you. I know die hard Final Fantasy purists will go, it's not turn based. It's not even semi turn based. It's a full on action game. That's not Final Fantasy. But I think for the quality of the story it's telling, overlook it and just play it. Give it a fair shot because I I actually I'm in the camp of where. I want Final Fantasy to be turn based. That's what one of the things that drew me to it. Like there's million billion action RPGs that are real time. There's less turn based stuff, and Final Fantasy was always kind of the standout. But if they keep producing court games of this quality, I can forgive them as long as they keep getting stuff like Sea of Stars. Exactly, Joshua. Talking about Tempest, I think an honourable mention goes to Octopath 2. I'm not going to dwell on it because it's more Octopath. I love Octopath. I love Tempest RPGs. I love the art style. It, But it is just more Octopath. And I played over 100 hours. If you play over 100 hours in a game in a year, it deserves a place on this list. Octopath pulled you away from Jedi Survivor, which yes. isn't on our list at this moment in time. It but isn't. It definitely should be. <laughs> I did say you before we started recording. Is anything I missing? I know, but it's hard to remember when the year's been so damn good for video games. I'll add it in now. Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Why are you adding it? Oh, oh. Tell me why Jedi Survivor should be the next game I play over Baldur's Gate. You've already played Baldur's Gate back on Stadia, so you know what to expect of that one. I've already it's played Jedi cr- Fallen Order. All right, okay, okay. It's Christmas. Star Wars is very much a Christmas thing. Think of Hoth. Think of the release schedule. Every year at Christmas, we got a Star Wars movie. Ah. You just settle down now. Ah, no, you know no, what? I'm not going to say you, that. Richie, you you're making a mistake with this analysis, Chris, because it's the 1st of January. Christmas is done. Yeah, but not and for you in real I'm gonna, time. I'm going to be finishing, I'm gonna be finishing um, Final Fantasy over Lego Christmas. Fortnite. Yeah, I'm going to be a bit of Lego Fortnite, but mainly finishing Final Fantasy over Christmas. Christmas break. So All it's right, the okay. game. Let me it's my first game of January. 
you get to play the best Star Wars game since Jedi Fallen Order. Play with an epic lightsaber, epic story, beautiful graphics, new worlds to explore, and it's more Star Wars. If you enjoyed Fallen Order, ramp that up and enjoy the game. I did, but if you remember, I wasn't as hot on Fallen Order as you were, Tom. I enjoyed it, but you were like, this is the 10 out of 10. I was like, it's 8.5. Okay, Jedi Survivor's got one of the best action set pieces since Uncharted. I do, I do want to play it, but I also would really want to play Baldur's Gate. I, do you? I do. I went cold on Baldur's Gate for a while because it felt like it was coming out for about five years. You know, and then when it came them, out, it's like the game of the year, and everyone's playing. My brother doesn't stop playing the bloody thing. I'm, got, I'm, I'm spending Christmas Day at his house. I'm going to get talked to death about Baldur's Gate. I mean, and I'm looking fair, forward to it. So, to be fair, it did win all the, the like most of the legit game of the year awards. So, having not played Baldur's Gate three myself because it's not my type of game, I would always lean personally towards Star Wars. But you who've played the previous entries and thoroughly enjoy them and love them, I think if you've got one thing lined up for the beginning of next year, or as we say this year, when this goes live, it's probably got to be Baldur's Gate 3. Hasn't it, really? I think and it I'll is, probably, I'll yeah. probably lose you until frickin' July or something. <laughs> and you'll play Jedi Survivor just when this, the third entry in the series is about to launch. I'll play it on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus one day. Probably. And that'll save you money, so... It is. We're getting oh okay. We're getting towards the end here. Um, some there's a few big players we still should, left on the we table. Sh- we should also caveat that with our game. I know we're like an hour into the show, but our game of the year, we we don't afford ourselves the time or the finances to play all these yeah. games, and it's always a bit skewed. We're always biased because we don't we can't play everything. We don't play everything. Um, we have obviously very specific tastes as well, so a lot of stuff doesn't get into this, even though we probably put equal hours into something like FIFA that we would do a lot of these titles discuss, but they manager. naturally don't get into it. Yeah, exactly. So our audience know, you viewers and listeners out there know that, but yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, I think. I'll admire it from a distance for a long, long time. It's done amazingly wonders, and it's it's like Elden Ring last year. And I feel sorry for Baldur's Gate 3 because, unfortunately, it will never be a Gamer Guild Game of the Year. Because I haven't played it this year. Mm-hmm. So it's not in the conversation for this year. It, this is why it's got mentioned as an honourable mention right now. And it can't. it's not eligible for next year's because we go January, December. We do. We do. We're, we're not the Game Awards. It has to be a game released in this calendar year. Absolutely. And that's the rule we've always set for ourselves. So unfortunately, it might be my favourite game that I play next year. It could even be my favourite game of all time. In which case, it but, definitely gets an honourable mention this time next year. But it's just not your, the channel's game of the year. Well, on your deathbed, we'll do a game of all time episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get down and go, what was your best game ever? Um, I think probably before we get into the big final few, special shout out to a few honourable mentions again. Similar for the same reasons as Baldur's Gate. Super Mario Wonder, apparently, again, reinvented the 2D Mario platformer again. Somehow Nintendo just cut, they bottled up that magic once again for Mario. I'm never going to get around to playing it until probably my daughter's older and I want to play like a, a fun family game with her. Yeah, but you've got and to get on Switch Online, just play the traditional ones. I mean, that too, yeah, I could just do that. It's like or 30 quid a year. Or I could just dig out Super Mario Bros. Deluxe or whatever the hell I bought for the Wii. Oh, I've still got the golden coins on my Game Boy. I'd, just way, I'd, I'd literally just go Switch Online, just play that. Yeah. Like um, or, and a special shout out to Planet of Lana. Again, probably indie game of the year for me for Xbox. Um, played it back in March, yeah. and yeah, beautiful, gorgeous puzzle side side scrolling game. 
Um, but yeah, that's all it is, unfortunately. At this, at, with the year that we've had, shout out to them. But that's about it. That's all the time I can dedicate because I want to talk more in depth about what's coming up. Yeah. I feel we're I actually building here to our um, game of the year, and that wasn't actually my intent, but... It seems to be working out that way. I, for the record, right now, I don't know what Chris's game of the year is, and he doesn't know what mine is. I'm not even enough. certain myself which way I'm going to go. Oh, so, so many good games. Okay. Well, do you want to take? Right. Do you want to take the next one then? Right. There's, we've got three games left on the table. One of them we've both played, so I feel that there's a good that's going to get skewed. <laughs> And there's one that I've played, well, one that you've played. Oh, this is it, yeah. We can't really pick the channel's game of the year yeah. because there's not enough. We don't have, like, Rob isn't here to tie the, to break the vote. Although Rob has played Spider-Man 2 yeah. as well. That's probably the one game all three of us have played. So I think collectively so, we could say Spider-Man 2, but let's get into yeah, our own so, individual takes. Chris, tell us why Alan Wake is on this list. Alan Wake 2. I'm caught up in a whirlwind with Alan Wake. Two and franchise, and I mentioned it on last week's episode a bit, but the the whole remedy connected universe, it's just it's just got its claws on me so so bad. Um, never played Alan Wake before. Last month, played Alan Wake Remastered, was free on PlayStation Plus. Enjoyed it. Great game, third person action adventure. It, but for me, as you know, Richie, I'm all about story. Like some of my favorite games of all time, it's it's third person narrative driven story. And this game, Alan Wake Remastered, is a thirteen year old game. Jumped into the obviously the polished version of it, and you know what? Everything holds up. Gameplay was fun. Everything about it, music was great, but the story was just so unique and different. I was like, man, how have I never? We mocked it for being called Alan Wake. Yeah, we did. Um, I, I still and then, stand by and that. Then, yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, it still probably holds back its sales. But then, in hindsight, I'm like, it makes sense because the story revolves around this. This writer visits a, a lake that has supernatural abilities that brings his stories to life, and you get absorbed into that. S- played through it, platinumed it, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Alan Wake 2 comes out, and everybody's saying, game of the year, game of the year, so many unique things, game of the year, looks gorgeous, plays gorgeous, it leans into survival horror, which as I alluded to about 20 minutes ago, I'm getting more into my kind of horror style games, I'm enjoying them, we've played many more of them, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a punt on Alan Wake 2, buy it, play it, and this game just absolutely raptured me, I'm just totally... I can't. I don't even know where to start. We did a first look on the channel, and you've never played Alan Wake before, and nope. you probably you got an insight into what Alan Wake Two was about. Yeah, and even you said yourself, like it suddenly put it on your radar. Yeah, it's absolutely on my radar. And, and the only reason it's not a sure, the only reason it wasn't in my conversation, whether um, like uh, Jedi Fallen Order or Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate, because realistically, I knew the answer was Baldur's Gate. And I just it was just a thing to talk about playing I Fall Order, really. Yeah. But yeah. But Alan Wake is actually in that conversation mentally that I had. Yeah, and and I don't I got so I've got the platinum in one and I've got the platinum in Alan Wake two now. And as I said on last week's podcast, I went back to do the control DLC which takes place in Alan Wake, and there's just something about the writing from Remedy and Sam Lake and the team. The it's it's such clever writing that when you finish Alan Wake two 
and go back go back for a, a new game plus playthrough the whole narrative is from a different perspective so the game can be almost like completely enjoyed in a different way all over again because the the way it's written is the narrative is part of the story so him being a writer and finding the manuscript pages which we discussed on the first look and reflecting back to the first game it all interconnects in, but then you finishing the game, playing it again, knowing what you know at the end, almost, it's in a way, I think what Starfield wanted Starfield to be by starting again, but Alan Wake has that script that to, to ground it and hold it down. The horror is great, the graphics are great, the new protagonist they introduce, Saga, the way she involves in the, it works into the story. Just, I, I can't really do it justice, but I've absolutely fell in love with this game, this franchise, and... Uh, yeah, go play Alan Wake 1 and 2. Do play 1 before 2, by the way, as well. Anyone saying, like, t- like 2 you could play without seeing 1, but you are doing yourself such a disservice by not playing 1 first. It oh, adds right. so much more to the story. And it's on PlayStation Plus, so... And it's probably cheap to pick up anyway. Yeah. Can I just why say not? as well, Sam Lake, best-dressed man in the video game industry. Oh, he is. He really is. And you know what? You've just opened my eyes. I was, I was gushing about it there as well, but the... F- the music, my, like that's the thing that's going to get you hook, line, and center. You witnessed a bit of it with the fictional band, the Old Gods of Asgard's performance at the Game Awards. Going back, Alan Wake One has musical performances in, but it's like it's it's our genre of music. You're in your eighties rock. It's it's in this game in just the most crazy, wacky remedy way possible, but to a point where I. This for the past week, commuting to work to and from, have been listening to the old Gods of Asgard's fictional Greatest Hits album on Spotify. And I will be surprised, Richie, if by the end of the next year, it's not in my most played songs of 2024. But it's just, it's got me to a point where I'm think I've finished the game now and I keep thinking about it. Um, I keep listening to the soundtrack. I'm watching reaction You're videos. You're not done with it. I'm, I'm not done with it. And they've just released Nightmare Mode. And I just keep thinking about the story. Like I've gone back to control, like I said, but like I almost, I don't want to finish playing it, but I've finished playing it. But you've went back to control because you're not done with Alan Wake. Yeah, I want that little extra. And like I said, I've installed Quantum Break on my Xbox because it's 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 loosely in the most tangentable way attached to Alan Wake. But because of this universe, it's like if you discovered like all of a sudden there's a there's a fourth Lord of the Rings book. And you're like, oh shit! I have to go find out what that is, what how it's connected, and what it links in with, like unearthed Tolkien memorabilia or something. But yeah, I can't sing like everything about Alan Wake. It it ticks my boxes, and it's um, yeah, blew me away. Like from, I think I don't know if it's just like the the shock element of it. Like again, if you asked me three months ago, it wouldn't have appealed to me. I would knew nothing about. It, couldn't talk to you about it at all. And if you can't tell in my voice and the way I talk about it and the way I play it, it's like... Yeah, and Amit, you're absolutely in love with I that absolutely game. Am. I am. It's great. Fantastic. Alan Wake 2, shout out. It's good to see. Good to see. Um, I'm going to talk about Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom now. I want to start this by saying it's absolutely insane that game runs on the Switch. Mm. A game of that quality, it looking that good, with pretty damn good draw distances and stuff, to play that well... On hardware, that's probably worse than my phone. Magic. It, it's insane. Like Nintendo, you've magic. You've done something absolutely fucking insane there. Um, it's not my game of the year, though. I really like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Like I really, really like them both. Mm-hmm. But they're not why I fell in love with Zelda. 
it's the narrative that I fell in love with Zelda. It's the charm, yes. and when they went Zelda's this more, different view, isn't it? Yeah, when they went the, this more sandboxy way, made it very, very open. There's a lot of stuff in there that I find makes the narrative so disjointed, and the dungeons don't have the same. Go watch my Ocarina of Time playthrough and look, see how enamored I am with that game. It's like listening to Chris talk about Alan Wake for like hours on end. <laughs> like mm. the dungeon designs, that it's every dungeon you walk into, it's just got its unique setting. Some of them creepy, eerie, some of them are tense. And it's like everywhere you go, it's different. Tears of Kingdom, you walk in the dungeon and they just all feel the same. There's, I always, fit, same with Breath of the Wild, I always felt there was still something missing from them mm. games, from Breath of the Wild, that Tears of the Kingdom didn't quite answer. It is better than Breath of the Wild in every single way. But I'm still don't... I like it a lot, but I don't quite love it. You know, when you're just like, just below love, mm. right on the edge, it's like, just need that little bit more. That's like... I, don't, I still don't like the weapon durability system. I, That's one of the things that put me off. But the, wild the thing is, away. when the narrative takes over, it's mm. so fucking good. Like, it really is. When the narrative, it, it's like, I, how many games have I said this about? When the narrative, like Avengers, when the narrative is doing the heavy li- lifting, it's so good. And there's some of the best scenes in all of Zelda are in Tears of Kingdom. But they're like 20 hours between each other. Yeah, and it's so 20 yeah, hours it's like, it's like of reading a book. gluing a log to a wheel so you can go 10 metres because you got stuck down building with the sandbox mechanics and you do get distracted in it. And it's yeah. absolutely massive. It's Nintendo are doing a game design from like 15 years ago when it was all about making the game more open and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it feels like things are condensing the other way while Nintendo is still going bigger. And like, I actually, I'm going to revise it. I do love that game. But after over a hundred hours, almost, I hadn't rolled credits. Mm. So it's not like, oh, I did. I rolled credits about sixty hours, and then I played another forty hours, which is what I would do with something like a Final Fantasy. Watch. It's just like, well, yeah, like I hadn't finished the game, mm. and I burnt out on it. But a script, quality, but a script crossed too much bread. Yeah, well, it's just it's 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 too much bread and butter. Too That's what it is. Butter, Too yeah. much bread and it's... butter. You've got as much bread and butter as you want, but split across the entire country. Wow! So you're having to walk That's twenty minutes between slices of toast. <laughs> yeah, you like you would describe it there. I'd imagine it's like, like you said about the narrative, like reading a, a like one of the best novels of all time, yeah, but only being absolutely. allowed to read a, ch- a chapter a month would be like, ah, oh, I just want to yeah, keep going, that, but that, I that, can't. That's it. And I, I've, I've been. Struggling to uh, more so with Tears of the Kingdom than with Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is quite clear why I didn't rate it as high as other Zelda games when everyone was raving about it. It's Breath of the Wild was an eight and a half out of ten. Tears of the Kingdom is a nine out of ten. But Zelda is a franchise that is re- regularly flirting with tens. Hmm. So it's it's no by no means a bad game, uh, but it's just not as it's not the Zelda game I want. I think when you're storied in the franchise as well as your yeah. your scope for what to expect, it does alter your take on the game. And I think if if this isn't your favorite Zelda game of all time, like that again, that, that I guess leads into it that it's not done enough 
either to stay true to form to the old one or it's not done enough different oh, they, to make you go like wow they wrapped up the role this in breath of the wild they completely scrapped the book the that's what the, that was the point of breath the, of the wild the, the book made of bread yeah well the previous game um before breath of the wild was skyward sword which was criticized for being too linear hmm um, which I don't so they think just pivoted the other way. <laughs> so they went, yeah, like so hard. And so then far. with Breath of the Wild, it was like all the all the shrines were like kind of puzzles or combat challenges, but they all had the same aesthetic, and the main yeah. dungeons were kind of just bland. And there's no distinct memory of any of them dungeons in my mind. They all blur into one. Tears of Kingdom was a bit more. But because, it, you know, it's almost like because they didn't have a level transition. You don't enter the dungeon and now you're in this space and you're consi- confined in that space. It doesn't have the same lasting impression as, like, when you walk into something like the Forest Temple, which is what I completed in my most recent Zelda stream on Ocarina of Time, where you're confined in that dungeon and it feels confined. So I really, really like the game, but... I really hope the next Zelda game they find this happy medium between Ocarina of Time and Tears of the Kingdom. They find that nice centre ground where the narrative is doing the heavy lifting throughout the entire experience. Mm. But there is a more open world of Hyrule. Hyrule doesn't need to be as big. They tripled that size of Hyrule between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, up and down, wasn't it? Yeah, literally up and down. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. So does that mean what I think it means for you then? I don't know because I actually haven't decided yet. One forget him of the areas. I'm st- I am really struggling. But the last game you we're talking about decided. is Spider Man Two. Yeah, the we couldn't not not include Spider Man Two. Um, I think similar to what you're saying about Legend of Zelda, kind of built on everything Spider Man One and Miles Morales had. A couple of years gap between them, and then it just came back. It expanded on the map size. It did take us back to New York. But it really doubled down on what we saw a little bit in Miles of multiple Spider-Mens to play with. And the the narrative, I think, really benefited from that. Just being able to jump from uh, Peter Parker's side of the story over to Miles and then interweave them with other characters like Ganky and MJ and, and the wider world of the story, what was going on. Introduce Harry, obviously, and, of course, Venom got introduced as, as, as the, the kind of one of the villains in there. I'm glad they didn't go down like the Sinister Six route. I don't think we needed that. Yeah. Um, they, but yeah, they, told it. In both Spider-Man main entries, they have flirted with it each time. Hmm. But it doesn't need to be yeah. the main the main thing, which yeah. I think Spider-Man doesn't always have to be about that. But again, gameplay, phenomenal. City looks gorgeous. It really, really just pushes the PS5 to, to be one of the best visual games you can possibly get. And, PS5 uh, handles I'd, it I'd, so I'd, well, though. It does. It does. And I had an absolute blast with it. Um, I think I just, from start to finish, straight to the platinum, just enjoyed every second of my time with Spider-Man 2. A couple of little tweaks they did with it. Obviously, all the the multiple suits and stuff, which, again, testament to Sony and PlayStation from holding back because those suits for both games, one, Miles, and two, could have been microtransactions and skins and cosmetics and they could have charged a fortune. And people would have bought them. That's the thing. People would have bought those cosmetic skins. Oh, 100%. They're just just unlockables in a single-player game from start to finish that you can complete and put down and be done with. And that's kind of my one criticism of it, is when you finish it, you are kind of put it down and done with. There's very little to keep me playing after finishing the story. There's like three or four trophies I needed. And that, in a way, leaves me like... 
a bit disappointed. Like I feel like there should be some kind of replayability that comes into the white because you've got a gorgeous city of New York, and when you finish it, you know you get that last trophy and your platinum yeah. pops, and you swing around for maybe like two or three more minutes and you go, okay, uninstall. <laughs> yeah, but I want there to be like more like maybe weekly crimes or something to keep that game living on a little bit beyond the epic story that they they bring us. I feel things because like- I want to keep playing it. I want to keep playing Spinal because it's so fun. It's a fun game. I feel between one and two. The importance of the crimes and the random events throughout the city just massively took a step back. Yeah, it, uh, maybe that's just in terms of things like trophies and stuff. But I think I feel like the platinum in one was a lot higher than two, like a lot higher. I, I would agree, but then that comes to like even for, like trophies aside, like just I want to live in that city more. I feel like there's big parts of New York that I didn't even go near. Same, and I went like, there the, in real life as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. Yeah, Spider-Man 2, Insomniac, they know what they're doing with the superhero but, genre now. I'm, I'm super excited for Wolverine. Go back and watch last week's episode where we go into Insomniac's entire future the thing from is, Spider-Man 2 and beyond. I'm going to take everything you've just said about Spider-Man 2 and go, I liked that. I liked it. Didn't it overstay its welcome? It was quality, not quantity. And as someone True. who spends ages getting through games, I, I'm prior... I, so if you look at some of the games I've talked about, Octopath, Tears of the Kingdom... The games are kind of overstayed the welcome a bit, mm-hmm. and I'm, I think I'm prioritizing games that are kind of, can kind of be done and dusted in maybe that forty to sixty hour. I think that seems to be the sweet spot. So there's substantial content there mm-hmm. that I don't feel like cheap cheaped out in terms of the quantity of content, but it's focused on the quality, and then it just lets you go. Spider-Man that, maybe was on the slightly too short because I think mine was like 35 hours. Yeah. And yeah, I could have done another 10 hours easily. Yeah. That but when you've got third. a list of games that I could also be playing, I was kind of, okay, that's done. I'm happy to move on to something else. Same. And it didn't get to the point where I felt burnt out on the game, which is what I did with Octopath, what I did with Tears of the Kingdom. I felt like I just got to the point where I don't want to play this anymore rather than yeah. I am done. And that final third just is is beyond epic proportions of yeah. like superhero action. It's so good. And then Insomniac and like some of the weird subtle beats as well that really got me. I don't know I don't know about you, but there's there's like one final I think for the trophy you go and meet a homeless guy, is it? Just by the oh, riverside. Yeah, I I, I cried didn't at that. Do that for the trophy. I came across that naturally. Right. I, I kinda landed me. next to him with oh, triangle. Press start talking to say, Oh, it's the pigeon guy from the first first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh damn, that is so heartbreaking. Yeah, that got me that yeah. bit. And that, that was like just me doing my mop up at the end, like after the, the beats of the, the main campaign and stuff, but it probably got me harder than you then because I saw I came across it organically. Yeah, yeah organically, yeah. Yeah. But uh and so in some neck, like they know what they're doing. Again, I think what our kind of consensus is for all these games we're talking about was like story and narrative when it comes to that is is up there with this if you've nailed the gameplay you name the narrative, I think everything else falls into place. And I think a lot of the games that are up there at the top of the discussion every single year tick those yeah. boxes. Yeah. And yeah, Spider-Man 2 is right. one of those, absolutely. Right, I think we're about ready to round up the show. So we're going to go into our actual giving out the gongs section. So we've got a couple of categories I'm going to go through, Chris. Um, best exclusives for PlayStation, Xbox and Switch. Best non-exclusive. <coughs> Your best overall. And the surprise of the year. What game caught you by surprise the most? Um, the surprise for me, looking at that list, they can be the same game. 
Yeah, I, I mean that's it. I was gonna. I was initially my brain was like, oh, Final Fantasy sixteen because I never played it. But then living in the moment right now with what I said about Alan Wake, going from not having a clue about anything to do with it to being so enamoured, I think my surprise has to be how much I love Alan Wake. Not not the individual guy himself, but <laughs> the that franchise and as a whole. How about yourself? Mine talk about legacy. I yeah. didn't expect, as I said, I didn't expect to like that game. You and Rob, when you're gushing over it, convinced me to buy it. And for a good part of the, ge- the year, it was my odds-on favourite win, my game of the personal game of the year. Yeah, That was my front-runner right at the beginning of the year as well. Probably about half I enjoyed the year Hog- it was. I enjoyed Hogwarts Legacy more than Jedi Survivor. To, to add that in there Me as well. too. <laughs> um, do you have a Switch one? I did not put enough time into my Switch. Uh, Vampire Survivors. But I don't even know if that came out this year on Switch or not. We'll, we'll put it down. Oh, no, no. Mine is actually, despite I was talking quite negative about it, mine was Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, no surprise there. Xbox. Um, the best exclusive for Xbox this year has to be Hi-Fi Rush for me. Hi-Fi Rush. I said I spoke about it earlier in the show, but just... As far as exclusives go, I think it creates a great mascot for Xbox. It creates a whole new franchise for Xbox. Um, the next game could be bigger and better, and I think Starfield no doubt will live on with support and mods for probably well beyond what Hi-Fi Rush's lifespan will be. But for a moment in time, I think anyone who's played an Xbox this year, I think that will have caught them off guard. And yeah, What about you? Mine, Starfield. I didn't play much as we go through my rap. I didn't play anything of much that really on Xbox outside of stream I played a lot of different games but I think it was only Starfield was the one that the only game on Xbox that kind of stuck this year mm. so I did enjoy Hi-Fi Rush but I think I preferred Starfield um, for, for all in, in, it's fault it's still a good game um, yeah. and I enjoyed it so that's fair PlayStation this is where it gets harder for us exclusive PlayStation exclusive PlayStation I'm going to say Final Fantasy 16 over Spider-Man 2. Yeah, see, this is one where I kind of feel this is almost as crowning our overall one because I think mine is Final Fantasy 16 as well over Spider-Man 2. Mm. I haven't finished it yet, but that's just because I'm sa- I'm savouring the story and I was kind of like, I'm looking forward to like breaking up from work and go right. I can just spend the day playing this game. Yeah, as much as like I praise Spider-Man Two for those epic superhero moments, the abilities and powers that Clive has in Final Fantasy, and to the extent it takes those powers, is like it, it practically is a superhero game unto itself. And I think I'm giving it extra credit because again, I've never played a Final Fantasy game before, so that it adds that extra oomph for me of like oh shit, this game is epic proportions that I never even expected that the franchise was before. And everything else I described earlier on, it's just, yeah, as a PlayStation exclusive goes, I think Spider-Man 2 was more of the same, but Final Fantasy just blew the doors off of what I expected an action-adventure game to be. For music, score, performance, mocap, visuals, tick, 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 thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish and beyond. You're on mute. It's a really good game, and I was on mute. Best non-exclusive. 
best non-exclusive. I came up with this category because uh, I thought, well, it gives just gives an opportunity to give more gongs out, really. And yeah, yeah. I mean, non-exclusive uh, Alan Wake Two for me. Alan Wake Two. Mine is. Well, you're not going to be surprised by this. Mine was Sea of Stars. Shout out to Sea of Stars. Doing well. I think Hogwarts Legacy could could be in that conversation, but. Yeah, yeah I could, to be honest, you could if you wanted to flip my non exclusive and surprise of the year because they're both a surprise and they were both mm. um, non exclusive. But That's a great shout. Yeah, I decided to go see your stars for best non exclusive because I think I preferred see your stars over Hogwarts Legacy and mm. I don't think I was surprised by it. I don't recall being actually surprised by see how good see your stars was because mm-hmm. it was getting quite a bit of hype on the run up to it. It, it did, it did. And it, it felt fought, like a game that I would very much enjoy, and I very much it, did. And in the time it came out and in the year it came out, it fought very well to get its acclaim because it could have easily been brushed under the carpet. Easily. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it held it. In any other year, it would have been just like, oh, that was good, but no one really played it because they were busy playing all the triple A mega titles we got this year. But it fought its own, did brilliantly. For a game that was kickstarted, it held its own against some of the biggest IP that gaming has to offer. It did. Yep, so right, best overall game, Chris. Who's your winner? What game? This in twenty twenty three. Yeah, who? It could be who. Who? Um, what you? So pick one game from. Two, yeah, you played in twenty twenty three that came out in twenty twenty three that you think is the best game. So in a year where I was blew away with uh, Hogwarts Legacy, like a franchise game that I've never played. Uh, we've never really seen a proper Harry Potter game before like this. Blew away by that one. The amazing, probably one of the best Star Wars games of all time, hitting hitting the floor as well. Final, playing Final Fantasy, Final, I waited till the 16th iteration of Final Fantasy to jump in, and it blew me away. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. The sequel to one of the best superhero games of all time, in Spider-Man 2, and everything in between that, I'm giving my best overall game to Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Because that game is just fucking amazing, and... It's just ah uh, yeah yeah I, I can't talk to you about it properly until you play the damn game Richie so pull your finger out play Alan Wake remastered play number two and I need someone to have a deep discussion with because I don't know anyone who's finished it yet I I do a spoiler cast I do uh, anything I just yeah I need more people to talk about this game if you're out there in the comments hit me up in the DMs let's talk about how good Alan Wake two is and you know what the sucks there's no physical release edition for this game. I would buy it in a heartbeat to put on my shelf and be like, fucking love that That's game. That's the one. That's the game. Is it up there with Uncharted for you? I need to mull it over because Uncharted's very, very different. But at this moment, Alan Wake 2 is up there with some one of my best favourite games of all time. I think I know, because I've been struggling with this all episode. I have been thinking about what my game of the year is. It's Alan Wake 2. Uh, it's not Alan Wake 2. <laughs> it's not spoilers. I haven't played it, so... I think I know, but it is almost a gamble. There's two There's two contenders, Chris. It's Lego Fortnite, is it? <laughs> it's Lego Fortnite. No, no. Um, one of them I haven't finished, and that's what I think is slightly holding it back. Yeah. The other is Sea of Stars. Wow. See, I've, I'm looking at the list and when what game have I kind of enjoyed the most? Uh, you can talk about the technical achievements of getting anything running on the Switch in 2023, and go, yeah, Zelda should be it. You can talk about how good, like the ma- how big Starfield was, and how 
optimistic it was with that, how much of a surprise Hogwarts Legacy was. But Sea of Stars, I think it's one of the games that I just loved every minute I played of it. The other is Final Fantasy sixteen, but I haven't finished it. So, and with a narrative game... Mm. I th- All things said and done... Final Fantasy 16 was mine up until two weeks ago. I think it's 16. I think I'm going to go with 16 because I don't see the quality dropping in the final chapters. It doesn't. So I I think narratively it is better than Sea of Stars. I think it's, in fact, I think it is actually just better than Sea of Stars in every way. Sea of Stars, I just really enjoyed that much. Um, So, yeah. So, to round up, best PlayStation exclusive was Final Fantasy XVI for us both. Xbox was Hi-Fi Rush for Chris, Starfield for me. Switch, Chris played nothing. I, play, I said Zelda. It could have been Octopath, but I, went, I, went, I thought Zelda's better than Octopath, to be honest. Non-exclusive, Chris went for Alan. I went for Sea of Stars. Best overall, Chris went Alan again, because he loves Alan. I, I went Final Alan. Fantasy XVI. Surprise of the years, Chris went Alan Wake 2. And Hogwarts Legacy. And with that, that's all the time we have for you this year. Well, no, January oh, 1st, not wait, this year. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. wait. We need to look at the community. The com- oh, our the community, poor, poor, yes. Our poor community members who've listened through one and a half hours worth of this show to hear what their game of the era world was. And you're trying to wrap up before the year's out. Sorry, it wasn't in my notes. <laughs> I missed it in my notes. Sorry. So, yes, we put a poll out for um, to our members, uh, you wonderful viewers and listeners who support us that extra bit further, our guild heroes. Uh, and we ask you to vote for your Game of Guild community game of the year. And thanks to the way YouTube do the polls, we couldn't really do a properly accurate poll as we would have liked to list all the games and that you just vote freely. But it, uh, the re- results, just looking at some of the comments, um, just a couple of shout-outs to our wonderful members as well. Brendan, thank you for your support as well. He, we've got such a wide variety of gamers, Brendan says. like He's so curious about the results. Uh, Doc Holliday in the chat, in the chat, in the, in the comments says, uh, so close, but he's gone for Zelda. Could have easily gone for Hogwarts Legacy as it just gave him a glimpse into Hogwarts that he's always wanted, which I think is part of the magic of that game that we've yeah, discussed. Yeah, I think we agree with that. Um, Barry uh, says, uh, as I have not played any of the nominated games, rest in peace, my back catalogue, I'm going to say Starfield. It's a great game. It's not a perfect game, but I can see myself investing many, many hours over the coming years with regular updates and it will hopefully improve, which I think Starfield will have legs for, for decades. Oh, yes, yeah, I'll play it again. Yeah. Um, Jin, and, Jin, I was keep saying in the chat, but they're not in the chat. It's just in front of me. Um, the game that I liked the most was Cyberpunk. Of the games that were released this year, he's played Warlong Fallen Dynasty as the winner, which again, shout out. Jin's a much more competent person with those type of games than we, we are. We didn't actually talk about Cyberpunk at all because um, neither of us played the DLC and it was a DLC that came this yeah, year. It, it's not, it doesn't win our yeah. best ongoing game because not, although I've got the Ultimate Edition gets delivered tomorrow so by the by the time the year's out i might jump back in and absolutely love cyberpunk all over again um louise says i haven't played any of those but the one i play the most is spider-man 2 i'm just waiting to finish the older ones so louise with his back catalog there as well uh big lawrence says difficult one of the list i've only played zelda i liked it but not his game of the year similar to you richie in theory looking at the list i would choose spider-man because that would be the game he'd enjoy the most his actual game of the year is also cyberpunk with a 2.0 update and the phantom liberty don't know if that counts but why would i choose other it counts I if you want to count. Lawrence, you can totally have that. It's your game of the year, my friend. We don't count it, but you can. <clears throat> Absolutely. 
It's like we say we, we said about Jeff and the Game Awards, like limiting it to five categories. It's like it's your award show, Jeff. If more games deserve to be in that conversation, put them up for nomination and let people vote. Like I that's could, how we democracy could have done this works. show. I could have wrote a million categories, but I thought let's just pick some of the great games we played this year and just gush over them just for an hour. Do it. That's that's what the game of the year is about. We record it two weeks in advance, and nothing will change. Um, Hyova says most fun Starfield, but Baldur's Gate Three is a better in quotes game of the year. So my vote was for Baldur's Gate Three. Um, Crazy Bad says haven't got around to Alan Wake 2 got it in my library but need to finish the first one so my vote goes for Street Fighter 6 again shout out to Street Fighter yeah. and all the other fighting games that came out this year the sports games the racing games Forza Motorsport loads of awards but again there's something about those type of genres that just don't get in this conversation because we're so narratively focused individuals aren't we yeah yeah That's... as proved by our game list that we've just rattled off there uh, Hungry Moogle says I vote for Final Fantasy 16 great choice um, Ted Wu says Hogwarts Legacy awesome choice as well again there's no wrong decision when it comes to this it's just we all love games we all get to talk about them and Sedna last but not least says I've not played any of those so I choose Lies of P which again fantastic title we <clears throat> said art style and stuff I think if we could just tweak that difficulty I'd absolutely love it I know I would but looking at the actual poll that we were able to put up a few games weren't on there because we had to add a other comment section in as well Maybe next year we'll do it in Discord or something to look at it a bit better, but it was a draw. It's the only ever Game of the Year. Forget the Game Awards, forget the Dice Awards. We here on the channel, Game of Guild TV, are quite happy to give it a draw. It's to tie between Baldur's Gate 3 and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. So well, there you go. Quiet round of applause for those there. And um, a massive shout-out to our community, actually, for supporting us all the way through 2023, and we hope you continue to support us in 2024. We're going to keep going, pretty much. We've got no plans to change anything at the channel right now. Podcasts are still going to be every single Monday. Streams are probably going to be every single Thursday. Probably starting again this week if we haven't done any yeah, over yeah. Christmas. Um, don't know what we're going to be playing. That's too future Richie and Chris can decide that. Rob will yeah. be returning in the new year. He's just been busy pretty much since Black Friday. Just absolutely swamped with work. He was meant to be on this show but we changed the recording day because of availabilities. Yeah. So that was on us, not Rob, um, this time. Um, it's one of those things. But yeah, I think I'd like to just echo that as well. I think it's been a fantastic year. It's been a difficult year at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah. No, se- no secret, the channel hasn't grown as much as we would have liked to. I think the death of Stadia at the beginning of the year pulled the rug out, out from under us a lot. Figuring out identity as a channel, starting off the year as Helix um, Cloud Games and Helix Plays Games, then now in the game again. We're just... The death of Stadia put us in this kind of limbo where we didn't know what the channel was going to be going forward. But I think we found, we know what it is and we've got yeah, the schedule we've, that's working for us again. Yeah, we've got that identity now. We're happy with it. I can't wait to celebrate our fifth year anniversary, like our genuine fifth year anniversary. Yeah. We've got big plans to celebrate, hopefully with you um, out there as well. But I think, yeah, the, the members of the channel have stuck with us since we got members, the folks who've looked at the merchandise store, the people who show up in the live streams, the people who play with us on our weekly streams as well, who actually jump in, have us on the friends list, and, and they dive in and play with us. And just general interactions just with us, because... Hang out this in is still Discord. A, yeah, and this ultimately is still a hobby, and I, I definitely look at this and think over the last several years, we've made a lot of great friends out there, and when yeah. I see their names pop up, it's like, yes, recognise you, recognise what you play, what you stand for, and it, it's a great... Like, we've got a very small community who was kind of in the remnants of Stadia, and I'd like to think we can build it going forward. And every time you click like, every time you share it, you comment for the algorithm, you post something on Twitter, or just generally any social interactions, it helps other people find our content. And we never really got into it for that, but 
we do want to obviously see the channel grow. We yeah. want new faces show up. We want to welcome new fellow like-minded gamers. And I think as we do fit into that niche older gamer demographic, we know there's millions of them out there. Even not like-minded they... gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyone. Like. But I think that's our like that's our focus demographic. Yeah. I think if we can pull more of those people in, so if you've got friends and stuff, like yeah, send them send them our way. They might enjoy our ridiculous one hour 40 plus minutes of game of the air conversation and our weekly shows as well but we intend to improve as always we will hopefully bring you better quality content uh year and year out but yeah i'm having a great time and i think yeah just great great yeah great end of the year 2023 great, yeah. he's a 2024 fantastic absolutely we'll be I'd kicking cheers, off Bob. The, yeah cheers we'll be kicking off Everything. the next week with um what what stuff we're going to be looking forward to in 2024 and hopefully there's a lot hopefully there's a lot unless there might be some news but I'm not expecting a huge news dump in next week's episode um, Alan Wick DLC uh, Alan Wick DLC immediately, <laughs> immediately. Chris demands it <laughs> and with that again thank you very much for supporting us my name's been Richie I've been Chris remember play wherever makes you the happiest and happy new year here's the 2024 goodbye happy new year everyone Thank you.